she's really close to Saoirse, but and we have a friendly relationship. And there's some ways in which it's a familial relationship, you know. But at the end of the day, she's unpaying her, and 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 I, you know, I feel like that was an overstretch. I mean, the nanny when the nanny agency said if there there's more responsibilities, if there's another child, you add one dollar to the hourly rate, and I thought that was crazy, like. One dollar for a whole child, like that's crazy. Um, Like maybe five, but ten, like that just felt like a stretch, you know? That felt like. And that is something that you can also negotiate, right? Because she can ask for something, and you can say, you know, I think that five. My sense is that five would be would be a good amount to, because it doesn't seem right. Like ten more dollars feels like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's (sighs) there's, there's. yeah, I hear you. There's and, something and about it. Yeah, there's yeah. something about it that's like, you know what? Remember, she's actually not a friend. She's she's someone who's paid. Right. Yeah. And it's weird. It's a weird kind of intimacy, and it's disappointing. And it's like, oh yeah, I actually don't have family. I actually don't have a lot of people who I can re- who are really in my inner team here, and that just feels shitty. Yeah, exactly, right? Because it's like, it's, it's so, it's, on one hand, it's how about honoring that part that really, you're sharing so much time with her. This is, you know, yeah. she, she, I know that you, you know, that you kind of like have lived with her in the sense that she's, she's at your house most days and she has, um, you know, a very close relationship with your daughter. She knows the ins and outs of your house even if it's not your finances or other things, but, you know, like she's the one that is there all the time. It seems like, of course, that it looks like an intimate, close relationship. Yeah. But she's not family, and at the same time, she kind of is. At the same time, she what? She kind of is family. She's yeah, family she to is. Yeah. yeah, she is, and, and she's she's got the most important job in my life, you know? It's like... Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, but <sighs> it's like, let's, let's so, so Deb, tell, just feel out for a moment the, 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 just the, the feeling of frustration and disappointment on yourself. Because I think that that's what it boils down to. It's like, I just screw up. I, screw I just up. let my guard down and... I shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I just, you know, I was vulnerable and I may have to pay for it. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it just feels, it feels wrong. So there's, can you, can you forgive yourself knowing that this was not coming from a, you were, yeah, you, you were vulnerable and really needing some support or a, a sounding board in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because it is, it's a big decision. Like, you know, is this the condo in Florence or the one in Northampton? No, it's the one on State Street in Northampton. It's really beautiful. Oh, the one you really like. Yeah. yeah, and they've just gone down, you know, They've gone down another fifteen thousand dollars, and um, but it's really hard because I still don't know where I want to end up, and it's hard to stay out of the market um, and just pay rent because it's such a colossal waste of money. But I don't want to just jump in. You know, I don't have the whole I don't have the whole location thing sorted out yet, so in a way, it's a little bit premature, or maybe it's just a good investment property. You know, and maybe that would that would relax me. I'm I am invested in the market, and it'll relax me from having to spend all this rent. At least I am earning something, and maybe I rent it out for a little while. You know. Well, I have to tell you, um, Kathy, you you're in touch with Kathy, right? Mm-hmm. And she's very very bright and very good at investment. She has owned several properties. She she knows she has her you know her hand on the pulse when it comes to all these and like when you know when she saw our house the one that we're buying, she just walked around and looked at us and she just said, 
this is really amazing. Like she's, you know, she's the one that I could tell because we, you know, we saw, I don't know how many houses we saw, 30, 40 houses. Wow. That's a lot of houses. Yeah. It's totally crazy. And it was the second time. It wasn't the first. It was the second time. There was one other house that she actually absolutely loved that for a lot of different reasons ended up not working. And she even said when she found out what was going on, there was major moldy. But anyway, and she changed her, you know, her look on that completely. But so I would, I would highly recommend that you use her as advice when it comes to buying the market, what to do, is it yeah. a good investment or not. Would it be, let's say, that you end up moving to, you know, to Ireland, whatever, is it, is it going to be a property that would be easy to rent or sell? Is it a good idea to do that or not? Just, just really ask her all the questions that you want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Of course. Yeah. And I totally understand the feeling vulnerable and feeling just, yeah, just, it's almost like emotionally confused for your welfare. That's what it is. Yeah. Because she's, she's. I mean, she she goes. She's with you like what? Four days a week? Five days a week? Three days. Oh, okay. Okay. Sometimes more. Like some days, three days, three days, and then half a fourth day or whatever. And she talks to me about her marriage, and you know, like it's it's a personal. There's a personal relationship. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like because she's in your house, right? She takes care of your daughter, and not only that, it's been what a year and a half or yeah, year, something right? like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a long time to, and a very crucial time, guys. So could yeah. you can you just be a little bit compassionate towards yourself? Yeah. And, and I have to tell you, the fact that she knows does not mean that you cannot set boundaries. Yeah, that's true. No, that you can still speak yeah. the truth and what works for you. Yeah. Right, because it would be like, you know, I, I know you're doing great and, you know, I have other clients that are really wealthy. Does that mean that I'm going to charge them $5 a session when that's not doesn't feel right to me? No. You know, it's just, this is, yeah. it feels, whatever feels right and feels congruent with you is what makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Of course. Okay. So. So I listened to the session again last night, and as I was, and then, so like the crucial part of it, I fell asleep, which is super interesting. So it was getting into me in a subconscious way, Um, and it, but it was really, really good. But today, I mean, I still, I still have an attraction to Warren. Like I still, I'm wondering if he's going to text me. I'm still hooked into it. A little emotionally, yeah. okay. um, so there's something still there, and like I, you know, part of what's appealing to me about him is that like I get a huge rush that he's this. It, it's I hate to admit this, but um, I like that he's this big CEO of this major international firm, and he's into me. Right. Yeah. You know, like I see him on Facebook. I don't know if you're connected to him on Facebook, but um, like, and I know how, like I've interviewed, I've worked with him. I've worked with his team. I know how people feel about him. And, um, you know, um, it's like a big boost to me, you know, that he, like he's chosen me on some yeah. level, even though he's not choosing me, you know, <laughs> like I'm next in line, right. I said, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some, and, you know, on some level he has chosen you as like, as a friend, as a potential and, and interesting. And there's, it's, yeah, it is like you see him as this big, as this big cheese that he's like really uh, someone that cares about you, that is really happy to be in contact with you, gets very happy when you connect with him. So absolutely, and and that is the part where it's he is the opposite of what we were talking yesterday, in a, in some ways, 
because he is their rescuer. He is a protector. He is a provider. Yeah. Right? So that that is there. The piece that I think is really crucial for us to address is the shame because because that's where, this, this is what is keeping you from welcoming someone, either him or somebody else, that would take the next step in actually providing for you. Right. And being right. there for you. Actually being yeah. there. That's right. Exactly. Like, I, th- I think you're totally, totally right. Yeah. That's it. Uh, anyway. So, so what's the, what is the memory that is connected with you needing and wanting your dad and feeling that you were shamed for it, that you were... Yeah, I, it's, um, hard to come up with an explicit memory. Like, it's, um, let me just stop tapping for a minute. Yeah, very good idea. So one is that that's attached to my mom is like growing up and doing clothes shopping at the school year was always a horrible, horrible experience. Horrible. Because we never had enough money and there was some like a a real disparity between my wanting, like wanting this and wanting that and what the reaction I got from my mom. And like, we're always trying to, spend less and get something cheaper and I was getting, you know, something crummy and something I didn't really love and um, and it just felt cheap, you know, like it was just um, and so I felt like there was discouragement for me to wish for something mm. lovely and beautiful and because that's actually my natural inclination, which is I mean, it's part of, I think, being an artist, and I have an eye. Like, I have an eye, yeah. a vis- an eye for visual beauty, exactly. And it, it yeah. manifests like, and I can look at a dog or a puppy or a breed or a home or um, clothing for Searsha or artwork. I just have a sensibility, and that, and it was just really rejected. And, you know, through the clothing thing, you know, like everything I wanted, I couldn't have. And it was like somehow there was a rejecting atmosphere. I don't have an explicit, but that's really from my mom, like with a shopping uh, for school clothes. And then with my dad, um, Do you have any experience of actually wanting to be close to him as a little girl and he being just just shaming or... Well, there's one really, really intense experience where um, I had gotten into Tufts University at graduate school. I mean, I'm sorry, for college, university, undergraduate. And... um, and then I wanted to transfer to Columbia because I wanted, I didn't feel like Tufts was the right place for me. And I wanted, like, just having gone to boarding school, they put a big emphasis on the Ivy League. And I didn't get into the Ivy League from boarding school. Um, and so my dad wrote this vicious, vicious letter about what Tufts isn't good enough for you. You know, why do you need to go to Columbia? I mean, it was so brutalizing. I remember giving it to my therapist at the time and she couldn't even get through it. (laughs) She read like the first two sentences and then she threw it on the floor and she said, I'm not going to read this shit. (laughs) 
It was so, like my father, like, I wish I had kept it because it's all in capital letters. He was yelling at me, writing, like, who do you think you are to want to go to the Ivy League? What tough isn't good enough for you? It was so angry and, and like, you're, you're stretching beyond your, um, and then the whole Hotchkiss thing, like, you know, just remember who you are and where you come from and your shit smells too. And, you know, like my wow. striving and wanting was always, those are two really poignant examples of me wanting and striving and reaching and being slapped hard down for it. Um, but I'm sure that that, you know, that's a little bit different. It's related. Like yeah, I have these, related. it's related, but it, it's, um, it also comes, it comes, it comes at an earlier stage too around wanting and not being allowed to want and not being, you know, not having material wants and not having, um, that it's shameful to have a need that he can't, it, it comes down to, I think, maybe it caused him shame that I wanted something mm-hmm. he couldn't provide. And I was in a constant state of wanting things, you know? So, um, <laughs> you know, and I, um, I don't think of myself as a really materialistic person generally, like maybe I'm at, maybe, I don't know, it's hard to say, but like I know some people, you know, who are really extreme and they've got, 40 pairs of shoes and handbags and, you know, I'm definitely not like that. You know, I'm pretty, I'm modest in some ways. Um, But I do, like, I do have expensive taste. (laughs) Yeah. Not hyper expensive taste. Like, I, you know, I, I don't know. But, so I, I can't think of, like, a really early example of, and but I know it exists, and I'm sure it happened because it comes from really early of wanting. Yeah. And there's something. Um, so there's there's something of like maybe it's you know it could be preverbal, Deb. It could be just yes. You know, it could yeah. be as simple as like, um, you know, it could have been something. And I, I hope you're you're just tapping because it could yeah. be this is what just came to me, and it could be accurate or completely made up, but almost like. Maybe, like, you went to the grocery store with him, let's say, and you were just a little two-year-old or, or you're younger, and the cashier or another, you know, the male man, you know, the manager of the store gave you, like, a lollipop or gave you some candy bar or whatnot, and your dad getting, like, furious that you were not supposed to get that. It could be. It could be about receiving and being punished for receiving anything. Yeah. Right. Rejected Especially and punished. And, the, yeah. Right. And that it's not okay and that, you know, he, he, if he cannot give it to you, you're just not supposed to have it, period. And not just to want it, even. Right. Right. It's not even okay to want. Right. Not yeah. even okay to want. Okay. So... Let's let's cut through the points and we're gonna get there. Um, I can see myself growing up. I can see myself growing up with a lot of wishes and wants. With a lot of wishes and wants. And huge deprivation. And huge deprivation. There was not enough love. There was not enough love. There was not enough attention. There was not enough attention. There was not enough support or protection. There was not enough support or protection. Yeah. There was definitely not enough acceptance of who I was. There was definitely not enough acceptance of who I was. And there's there's a, another example that is coming to mind. Yeah. Um, which is so I don't not exactly related, but kind of where there was an age I was I guess ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, where 
boys were crazy about me. I suddenly started getting tons of attention. And um, my dad shamed me for this. And I remember him saying, because boys were driving by and calling my name in front of the house. And like it, was, it was like I was a cat in heat or something. And, um, which I wasn't like, I was pre-sexual, you know, but there was, there's something, I just, it was at that pubescent stage of where I I guess empirically I was sexual, becoming sexual, but I, anyway, so my father said, you, you know, boys are calling your name when they, they're driving by, what are you doing with them? And, you know, you don't want them talking about you. Like Debbie Horton has a whole handful of a breast. Like he was shaming me for like how boys were going to talk about me when that hadn't even happened yet like that had never I was totally humiliated by that it felt like a total invasion of but I loved all this attention I was getting it was fantastic but that's that's it because it's like you loved it but at the same time it brought you severe pain it was like not okay and it was so humiliating and embarrassing and it's like so let's just start there, Dad, because you remember that. So I want you to just see, your, you know, you there just really almost like so happy that these boys are, you know, calling your name, driving by, wanting to talk with you. And, and you're just like so proud of yourself and feeling so special. Yeah. So, you know, so much attention is coming at you. So there, you know, there she is. And she's just so, just precious. Right? She's just precious and loving it, every minute of it. Yeah. She has every right to do so. And that just totally humiliated her. Totally yes. humiliated her. Totally humiliated her for receiving something from other boys, from boys that she wanted and, and loved and enjoyed. Yeah. And that she deserved. Exactly. She was somebody, she was special, she was herself, she was actually deserving of attention, she was so it wasn't that she was doing anything wrong, but it was just not okay. It's just not that's, okay. That's right. That's exactly right. I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was like this amazing swimmer, and, you know, at the swim club, I was suddenly everybody's favorite, and it was like incredible attention. I was just being my little self and enjoying boys for the first time, and it was so fabulous just to get yeah. to receive this Um and then she just got slapped down. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. let's actually have, I want, you know, what does that, you know, 10-year-old need? There it is. That just completely humiliated her, and she's probably in shock, right? She's like, what, what happened? Like, this is, this is just so the opposite of what she was feeling a minute ago. Yeah. Like such a beautiful, wonderful thing happening in her life that's worth celebrating and, and a huge source of joy and mystery and magic and promise and curiosity and, and possibility. And, um, and then out of the blue, bam, it's like he just killed anything positive, you know, anything nice in my life. He just didn't allow me to enjoy it. So and made me her. feel yeah. she she needs to learn she needs to realize that that's not a fact that that it's okay to have joy and to receive wonderful things from boys and feel allow herself to enjoy it and receive it yes right so what we what we really want I want I want to just jump in freeze yeah. that and we're gonna have her with your support so you have as the adult your hands on her shoulders. We're going to make her super powerful. If she wants to be really tall, but she's going to just, like, get back at that. She's going to, you know, like, it's, it's just not okay. How dare him do that? Yeah. So she's going to stand on her feet and actually say her truth and give her anything she needs to be able to face that and be completely like in charge, powerful, not a mountain of fear in her body. We can tie him, we can freeze him, we can 
give her like a laser, you know, laser shocker, whatever she needs, knowing that there will be no consequences and she can say everything she wants. Okay. And we're going to just tap through the phone. Imagine you're tapping through her. And I'm going to start and I want you to continue. Okay. You are completely wrong. You are completely wrong. How dare you? How dare you? Humiliating me like that? Humiliating me like that? It's just not okay. It's just not okay. And it's totally not fair. And it's totally not fair. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve that. And I won't take it. And I won't take it. How dare you? How dare you? I have done nothing wrong. I have done nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. And I have been my true authentic self. And I have been my true authentic self. And the attention that I'm getting is my right. And the attention I'm getting is my right. And it has nothing to do with you and your bullshit. It has nothing to do with you and your bullshit. So I'm never, ever going to be shamed by you again. I'm never, ever going to be shamed by you again. What else does he want to tell him? Just allow him yeah. to, for her to be as you can growl. She can, you know, if you don't want to scream, <laughs> just really allow, yeah, because I want her to be like so strong and so powerful. You know, imagine that she has even her hands on her, on her hips and say, who the heck do you think you are? Yeah. You know, you have, you know nothing. You know nothing. You're pitiful. You are so completely out of line, and you're just trying to impose your misery and your self-hatred onto me, and that has nothing to do with me. I am this glorious being coming into her own, and the being that I am, that you created me, you're part of what created me, and I'm coming to fruition, and the world is seeing that and I am not manipulating anybody I'm not doing anything wrong nobody's feeling my breath and the attention I'm getting is completely organic and it's responding to my energy as a blossoming young girl and you are completely interfering and fucking it up and you're just a total buzzkill and I'm not going to take it you're completely wrong you're interfering and you're wanting me to just feel terrible about myself. And I refuse to feel terrible about myself. This is an amazing moment. I feel fantastic about myself. I love swimming. I'm a great swimmer. I'm in great shape. I look great. I feel great. And I'm actually learning what it's like to be a girl in relation to boys. And it's really intriguing. And it's a gorgeous moment and it's organic and it's natural and um, I'm loving it and I want to explore it more and I want to experience it unhindered by you. And I want to say, Deb, sorry, Deb, if you say you are ashamed of who you are and I won't be, and I am not, I will never be like you. Mm. You're ashamed and self-hating. You're ashamed of yourself and who you are and you hate yourself. And that's about you. And I am never going to be that way. I am not going to hate myself. I am not going to be ashamed about who I am. I'm not going to hide my glory. I'm going to be who I am and receive whatever that attracts in life. And I'm not going to take on your shame and misery and your negativity. You turn anything positive that comes into my life into something miserable and negative and you try to kill it. You try, if anything joyful happens, you just, you don't want me to be too happy. You don't want me to have high expectations. You don't want me to get my head too big. You are just killing my spirit. You're trying to kill my spirit and I want my spirit to soar and I'm not going to let you do it. 
You just keep all your self-hatred and your misery and your negativity to yourself. I know who I am. I deserve to be, see, I deserve to have this attention and my needs to be met. I know who I am. I deserve to have this attention and I deserve to have all of my needs and my desires met. This is my birthright and I honor fully who I am and my needs. This is my birthright and I honor all of my needs and all my wants and who I am. And I'm open to receiving. And I'm open to receiving them. And it's like you, you want to make me feel like I'm yeah. not good enough to receive. That's what you want me to that's what you want me to feel. Uh, I'm not good enough to receive any of this. You want me to feel like I'm not good enough. You want to keep me down. You want to keep me feeling undeserving and like down and out and miserable and terrible and like it's like you want me to live under a rock. Right. And I'm not going to do that. You can live under that rock if you want. That's how you feel about yourself. I'm not taking that on. Great. Yeah, I'm not taking that on. This is you. That's you. That is not me. And you try to do this every single time something good happens in my life. Like if I, you know, I'm a great swimmer and I have, a, I have an amazing meet or something, you, you spend one second saying, you know, congratulations, you're a great job. And then you spend the next four hours telling me how I shouldn't, my ego shouldn't get too big and I shouldn't, shouldn't be too big for my britches. And I, I like, you just want to make me small. You want to keep me small. And I'm not small. That's the problem. I am not small. And I was not born to be small. And I was not born to be small. You just want to block my light. And uh, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. I'm not going to feel ashamed of my bright light. I'm not going to feel ashamed of my beauty. I'm not going to try to hide it. I'm not going to... I'm, and I have all these wants and desires, and life is really intriguing and attracting to me. Life is beautiful and wonderful, and you want to kill that buzz. And I, I'm not putting up with it anymore. You're out of line for yeah. doing that, and shame, shame on you for doing that to me. Yeah. That's exactly. Who, you know, shame on you. How dare you try to kill, you know, to just, Negate me and humiliate me. Yeah. How dare you try to degrade me and humiliate me and dull my life? Like you want to hide me under a rock and keep me dark and, and, you know, in the shadows. And I'm not that, I'm not that person. Shame on you for trying to make me, you know, as miserable as you are. That's not what I deserve. And I'm clear about what I want. That's not what I deserve, and I'm clear about what I want. And I know that I deserve to have my needs met. And I know that I deserve to have my needs met, and with joy, and with um, uh, delight. I deserve to have my needs met by you in a delightful, joyful manner in which we share that. We share the, the, my, my wants and my wishes coming to fruition. Take a breath, Deb, and connect with her. How does she feel saying all that together? Like setting such a strong, clear boundary. It feels really true. She feels really good, like, but it's also distancing. It's like, you know, in order for her to be who she is and in the world, she has to lose her dad. You know, it's like she's got to push him away well, and, and not be I, like yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So that's why yesterday we actually healed that to a place and gave him almost like a new identity. Remember yeah. That? So I want you to notice that, yes, she's actually really, she's actually taking, she doesn't want these dads. This version of dad 
that she does not deserve this version of that. And yes, she's going to be creating distance. Now, these, you know, the truth is, this God is already gone and is being transformed and is learning and is owning his own power. Mm, and he's yeah. starting to realize who he is and what life is about and that he actually can have a very good life. And that, of course, he wants the same for his daughter. And yeah, he comes yeah. back, right? It's like, what does he need so we can actually give him what he needs in a sense of, like, he's now a version of a male, you know, a father that is protected, that is secure on himself, that knows who he is and notices, like, you know, wow, he may even notice that this little girl that was his daughter is turning into a young lady, a young woman, and that that could be a little even disconcerting for a man and at the same time such a beautiful experience for him to have yeah. with a different level of understanding and compassion. And he's also given a whole, a whole training on how to be the father, the appropriate father of a teenage girl. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not the, you know, there's, there's so much of like what you say, what you don't say, how you act. You know, there's a lot of things that you no longer do with a teenage girl that is developing. It's got to be complex. Yeah. But he's, he's getting the training and he's slowly getting it. And he can take as much time as he needs because this is worth it. And she's now going to be allowed to come back if he's not ready. Mm. So, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome, yeah. Yeah, it may take him months, and that's okay. He can take all the time that he needs until he is allowed back into this girl's life. So yeah. time goes by, and he, he even gets to observe her from that special training clinic. He gets to observe her girl being a great swimmer, and also how she how she relates to those boys and the other girls and who she is and what she wants. And he gets to start understanding and admiring who she is. Because he was acting from a place of limitation and fear and, you know, inadequacy that had nothing to do with that with his daughter. Yeah. And he starts seeing it, that all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, I just completely screwed up. Yeah, and I can see how he, like, he doesn't, he knows boys, and he know how, knows how boys can talk, and he's, in a way, trying to protect me, right? Like, you know, you don't want to interact in, with boys in a way, because I was beginning to be flirtatious, <laughs> and learning how, to, learning how to flirt, and, which was incredibly fun. Um, yeah. Um, and, and he was, like, I understand now what he was doing. But there's there's a really graceful, elegant, empowering way to do it. Yes. Like I look at Sirsha, and I know I know Sirsha's gonna like already. Little boys adore Sirsha. It's so incredible. <laughs> it's incredible, and it's it's so glorious. And I know that I'm going to be having these conversations with her too. So I, you know, I understand. Um, I like I understand one piece of his intent. One piece of his intent is is actually protective to understand that it can get away from me quickly, and I need to figure out how to navigate. There's not only an upside to this boy thing, you know. In other words, like there's something to to be mindful of as well. But it was so coarse and so harsh that it killed the spirit. You know, it was just brutalizing. Yeah, absolutely. So, so he's able. So he's he, he learns, so I want you to see, this is beautiful, because now you can see from his side that he, he, that he takes lessons, literally, on how to be proud, how to be encouraging, and how to guide his daughter in, with conversations when the time is appropriate. Not when the boys are going by, he can say, 
wow, you're clearly very, you know, very popular, or I can see how these boys um, find you, you know, you're such a beautiful girl, you're like, you know, you're, you're such a great swimmer, and you're, you know, you're very special, and I'm so proud of who you are. Uh, You know, you're becoming a really beautiful young lady. I'm very proud of you as my daughter. With very clear boundaries, like no, you know. uh, And having later the possibility of a conversation where, you know, maybe on a walk or you're just sitting watching TV and, and he may say something like, you know, I've been thinking about all those boys that are really... And clearly interested in you, and they find you so so special. And you know, I I do remember that one time I was a boy, and and I remember that it was you know sometimes it's a, it's a little tricky because as boys we only thought of just having that girl and and the girls and you know I would like you to to be mindful of how you communicate and know what you want and you know just to have a conversation that is that is again it's organic and it makes sense yeah and it's like okay you have a lot of power let's talk about how to handle that power in a in a way that is beneficial to you and to everybody wow you know that's it because that you know she she did have a lot of power she was like this and it wasn't only boys it was like all the parents the parents there was a time when I was just like this amazing swimmer. I won, I did the butterfly, this beautiful, I was a beautiful, elegant swimmer and I did the butterfly and all the parents were just like, Ooh. And then the boys were like, Ooh. And some of the girls hated me and they created this hate club for me because they were jealous of me. And, and um, that was really painful, but I was, I was really powerful in a, you know, certain of these years. And, um, and I don't know that I mishandled the power, but there's a way, like, I can imagine this conversation with Sasha, like, you know, you, she's already attracting, she attracts tons of, her energy draws people. And it's not only her physical yeah. beauty, there's something about her energy that draws people. And that's an incredible privilege. And and it's something complex to sort of deal with and have yeah. and manage, you know. And, yeah. and there's a, converse, a way to have that conversation that's so gracious and honoring. Um, and neither but then what I, that's, that's beautiful. It's like how, right, so how to have that conversation. I want you, so this is the key here, because that young girl that is flourishing and is blooming yeah. and is just precious and it has so much power and so much attraction. I mean, she's a magnet. She's yep. charismatic. She's beautiful. She's powerful. She knows who she is. She has clarity. And she has needs that are being fulfilled, getting all this attention. She is special. Yep. And she has no problem flirting. So we, what, <laughs> what the key here is, is for you to have that, that conversation with her and we can start it right now, mm. and it's eventually going to come from that as well, where you are go, you're going to do an, an exchange with this with this little this little teenage girl, where okay. she you have to gain you have to gain all of her power back, all of that magnetic, yeah, beautiful, charismatic, yeah. Uh, yeah, the magnetism, the charisma, the sensuality that she had that was just starting but it was oh my god it was like unstoppable and you you're going to have with her that power conversation of like you know this is beautiful and I want you to enjoy it and I want to help you navigate so mm-hmm. you know when you can just really enjoy it in a beautiful open way and receive adoration and when you need to set boundaries right right Right. One of the things that I share with Sophia, she's 16, and I've been having these conversations since she was 11, and I said it's very key that you're really connected with yourself because there may be, there's going to be moments where something doesn't quite feel right. You can just enjoy hanging out with the boys and hugging, and, you know, you're holding hands, and you're doing whatever, you know, now the kids make these, like, piles of cuddling, 
And is at any point something doesn't quite feel right. Trust yourself, that intuition, mm. that part of you. And just don't be afraid of saying no, even if somebody gets offended. So she is that part that is like solid and grounded and powerful, yeah. but also powerful in the sense of like, you know what feels right and you can enjoy it because you know how far you can go. And she has the same thing. Like I can see, I can see Sophia's, she's also a magnet. Like she's, she's, she's a, somewhat Lily, uh, my old doula said, wow, Saoirse's a magical person. (laughs) And it's so true. And Sophia is the same way. Sophia is a, there's a glow about Sophia that I can see like a magnet in so many ways. In fact, she might be phosphorus, just like Saoirse. Um, they uh-huh. have similar, like, fair coloring. There's a whole, in the world of homeopathy, um, like, people who are phosphorus, they draw others. They're often singers or actors or models or something, and they, there's something about their, their, their nature, um, their being, and I can see Sophia has it, too. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, but it's, but it's finding that, groundedness right so yeah that's a conversation with her Deb, with these the teenage in you because the piece that you want to regain is that ability to flirt have fun be attractive to men that are just going by your house and you know blowing their horns and calling your name because yeah that's what i want you to have you know you have to get that back you're right. So, you know, it's like Warren could be definitely one of them. And if he comes and blows his horn and calls your name and is ready to deliver, then you may consider it. But otherwise, you're going to have plenty to choose from. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's regaining that clarity and confidence and just like Magic power. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So how do we because do that? This is, well, that's what she said. Well, how we do that is that I want you to start having that conversation with her, continuing to have that conversation with her, right, of, like, owning. So just, like, so let's, okay, let's double-check here. How does she feel? Is she feeling strong about that? Is that interfering with her, her ability to receive the, the joy of flirting and getting all the attention? Does she just... She slapped him back, basically, and that yeah, is got him right. Place. right, right. So, so that back just, it that, up, buddy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just back it up and get it together, because I I need, I need your protection and your support, but not this bullshit. So he's yeah. in it, and he he's like getting ready to apologize and be the dad that she needs. So, so he's getting ready so, to apologize. Yeah, to apologize and give the support and protection that she needs. Because okay, she so does need support and protection. Should I vocalize yeah. that from him or? Yes, let's do that. So he's coming back and he, you know, he, has, he, he knows that he messed up. So he's going to apologize, yeah. first thing. So I was called Debbie back then. So Debbie, I can see how totally out of line I was and it had all to do with my own feelings of, weakness and inadequacy inside of myself and a complete suppression of my own glory and my own power because I have the same thing. (laughs) I'm actually, I have the same raw um, magnetism that you do. Um, But I didn't, I haven't until recently learned how to embrace it and, and bring it to bear in the masculine way that I am capable of. And now that I understand what it's, what my masculinity is capable of and what my power as a man is um, among other men in the world and, um, and my ability to be powerful financially and be powerful um, a powerful provider and protector of women and how sort of raw and primal that is. Like that is my, 
glory. And now that I can embrace mine and I get it and I have permission, I'm going to interact with you in a completely different way from this minute onwards. And I'm really, really sorry. I totally fucked up and I take it all back. I was totally wrong. I was totally wrong and I'm really sorry. I was a total buzzkill. I was trying to squash your joy and not allow you to be with your own glory in the same way that I have not allowed myself to be with my own glory. And by the way, Lauda, my father is like, my father looks like James Dean. I mean, he's my father and he's brilliant and charismatic um, on his upside and, and he's really good looking. <laughs> Not anymore, but when he was, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So he had all of that, but but like you said, so, but you're right, like now that we went through that exercise yesterday, I can see how, for whatever reason, he wasn't allowed. And um, so anyway, going back to, Deb, I um, I want you to flourish and grow and thrive and bring all of your magnetism and, and glory out into the world in a way that is glorious and at the same time grounded. You, I want you to shine, and I want I want you to be deeply connected to yourself and, and to the earth and to your values and your higher power. So it's all connected, and so it's not misused, but fully expressed and enjoyed and experienced and actualized. Right. And I'm going to do everything in my power to help you help you learn to flourish in your glory and manage it like a really fast car. You have to learn how to drive it because it has dangers. But, and I will be with you and we'll, we'll figure this out together. Yeah. And I'll be with you and we'll figure this out together. And I'm going to provide you everything you need financially, materially, um, emotionally, um, protection-wise, and if you make mistakes, that's okay. I'm going to catch you. Perfect. I got your back. I got your back. I got your back, and I'm. we're going to do it together. It's going to be incredibly fun and magnificent. Wonderful. Yes. I wanted to see how she feels. Because this is a whole new energy for her. Yeah. She's a little scared. She's like, wow, I was just having fun, but this is, you know, you're right. This is a power, and it's a little scary. Yeah, yeah. And so she's going to have you and she's going to have dad to really help her navigate. So, so it's, you know, this is something that she's going to learn how to enjoy and also feel, you know, feel grounded in it. Because that's the piece is that it can get to your head and then that's when we made mistakes. And that's okay. But for her to know that this is a big deal. This is a big deal. But it's not something to shut down or feel ashamed of. Right. Right. It's something to nurture and hold hold with awe and, and gratitude and respect. Yes. Exactly. Like any, you know, any important power. It's like, okay, you just have to, you know, really know what you're dealing with. It's like, this is, this is you know, it's, it's a it's kind of power that can become a weapon, right? It's right, like, exactly. It's, it's like learning how to drive. And, you know, a car is just a place that, it's be, a beautiful thing that can take us places. And if you don't, if it gets out of control, you can get hurt. And, or you can hurt others. So it's, it's just like that. It's like, okay, how to navigate and learn how to really, um, how to drive it, this, this power, this magnetism, this charisma, this sensuality, and the needs. And that it's totally okay for all those needs to be there, to be met, all of the desires. Yeah. But because this is, you know what it is? This is for second chakra, like opening up, like this lotus flower. It's like wide open. It's opening up. 
And what that is, when that is open, it's just it's unstoppable. What is the second? I like the first chakra is um, survival. First chakra is it's survival and security, safety, security. The second chakra is where all the needs and desires, creativity, sensuality, sexuality, charisma, magnetism, attractiveness, all of that comes from that space. Uh, and it's in, in every area of life. And it's power and it's anger and it's owning all of the emotions. It's just really an incredibly powerful wow. chakra. Wow, it's an incredible oh, it's, chakra. It's, it is. It's a chakra that when it's shut down, it will not, um, will not allow you to, you know, recognize or own your needs or desires or for them to be satisfied. Mm, if, there's, yeah. if there's shame, shame is what brings it down. So we have to, from, so, and from here until we, we speak again, I want you to really reconnect with her. It would be beautiful to do, of course, listen to this session again. And reconnect even if it's briefly daily with Debbie and, and just tell her, this is just beautiful. Just letting her know that her second chakra, she's only her second chakra. When she's joyful that those boys are, you know, like adoring her, she's just, her second chakra is opening up and she's like, you know, like sunbathing in it. It's like, all right, give it to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's powerful, yeah. yeah. It is, and it's beautiful, and it's going to actually, that, that is what is going to bring your, your, your partner in. And allow you to receive everything that you really, you know, need, desire, and deserve. Great. This was good. Very good. Yeah, let's set up another time. Do you have uh, next week? What what does next week look like for you? Let me look. I'll get to my calendar one second. Okay, so next week, Friday is an option, Deb. Do you have any coverage on Friday? Um, uh, if, is that your only option? Do you have any? Because Rosa comes Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, so the other option might be... Uh, could potentially do I could do five on on Wednesday. Oh no, four thirty. I could do four thirty on Wednesday. Does that work? Yep, Today. that works perfectly. Right. Okay. Perfect. So yeah. 430 on the 27th. Great. Good. Awesome. All right. Good Thank work. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. Super. Thanks. Great. Have a great weekend. Of course. Take care. You too. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.